Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome to the Rosecast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Rim. This is where you go and I'm AB. Oh. My name is Rim. My name's AB. No, just do an I'm AB. Don't do the my name. Oh, okay. Just go and, I, and I'm AB. Just do that. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. All right. My name's Rim. And I'm AB. All right, the chemistry, as you can tell, the chem- we got great chemistry. Finish each other's senses. <laughs> uh, folks, we're the, you're listening to the number one interracial male bachelor recap podcast duo in the world. Did you know that, AB? I did. Yes, I did. It's unconfirmed, but folks, I defy you to find a better podcast that fits that description. Okay, you can't do it. <laughs> You can't do it. All right, AB, uh, with that said, let's get right into it. Hometowns. Let's do it. I'm feeling good. I have good notes. Uh, it's 11 p.m. on Wednesday night. I'm drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> Quick question. I'm not a huge pop guy. Diet Coke, will that keep me up late? Does that have caffeine? Does that have what I need to stay up late? I think so. Okay, so we don't know that for sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not positive. The empty calories here. All right. Well, like I said, not a pop guy. Are you ready to roll? Yes. AB, the the show opens. We're still on this shithole island, Bimini. The drama continues. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before. A little Rim Harrison. Fresh. <laughs> we're fresh off of Nick's <laughs> shocking and stupid elimination. That's how you could describe all of Nick's eliminations. Shocking and stupid. Absolutely. Uh, but this one in particular with Christina, when he kicks Christina off. For no we reason. Got- for no reason, none. We're not going to go back into the details, but the answer is no reason. Corinne, for the first time, realized, you know, Corinne this whole time has thought she's a shoe-in, right? But this is the first time she realizes that she, there's a chance, okay, there's a chance she might not actually win, and she is freaking out. <laughs> yeah, she says, I'm scared. He's very unpredictable. She basically said what I said last week, yeah. uh, it is how the girls are going to be feeling now. He's very unpredictable. And I'm just nervous. That's how all the girls have got to be feeling. He's, you never know when Nick's going to show up and send you home for no reason, no matter what your relationship is like and what you've talked about with him. 
period. Luckily for these four fine young ladies, he does the opposite. He shows up out of nowhere, unannounced, an hour Cash after. Fuck. Like he didn't super just cabs. send someone home out yeah. of nowhere. Yep, shows up, got a grip of roses in his hands <laughs> from Flowerama. Shout out to First Avenue. Uh, and he, he he shows up and he sits down and he says, "I just didn't have it in me to have Christina sit through another rose ceremony." Uh, Ab, you last week you made the salient, the very salient point on this topic, which by the way we featured in a Twitter uh, video clip. Follow Rosecast Es on Twitter, folks. Just a little plug, <laughs> plug through there. Uh, but Nick foregoing the traditional rose ceremony is, is as we discussed, so much worse. It's terrible. But he thinks he's getting, he thinks he's getting points for it in these ladies' eyes. What do you got on this? When he walks in, it's like the Grim Reaper showing up like, uh-oh. <gasps> oh, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> he's going home. He's, he could just be showing up for any reason, but at this point, it's pure fear when they see their boyfriend <laughs> it's pure fear when they see their boyfriend uh what's weird about nick is so, he has this gentleman switch that he flips on every now and then so he's like a scumbag most of the time but every now and then he'll turn on this gentleman switch this gentleman switch came around when he had to disperse these roses and he made it very clear that he did not want to assume anyone would accept the rose. So he went through the process, even though they're just sitting on a couch in their pajamas, <laughs> he went through the process of asking every girl, will you accept this rose? Of course, all, all four do, because, you know, they're just grateful to still be on the show after they thought it was going to end two or three weeks ago. So absolutely. Maybe what's our first hometown? Moxie. What is Moxie? Or Hoxie. Okay, I thought that was like Hoxie. a pun. What is Hoxie. it? <laughs> it's Hoxie. Uh, you said you, you go, said Moxie. Uh, you go Moxie. I'm like, are you, is that did I miss like the pun during the show? I didn't get that. It's Hoxie, Arkansas. Hoxie, Arkansas. Is it Hoxie or Hoxie? I think it's Hoxie because I initially thought it was Hoxie, and sh- I just remember her saying it in a way that I wouldn't say it. So I think it's Hoxie. Gotcha. There's enough, there's enough, there's few enough people in this town that there are probably like seven different ways to say it and each person says it a different way. (laughs) AB, uh, still can't believe Raven's here, Raven's in hometowns, when you come up with the list of girls that are gone. Uh, Danielle L, Danielle M, Christina, on down the line, and here's Raven in a fucking swamp in Hoxie, Arkansas. Listen, are you mad about it though? Um, I'm indifferent toward it. I'll put it that way. I'm not mad. Hometown I'm not mad. That you've never seen before. Never been to a hometown like this. Well, I haven't seen many hometowns. Just for clarification, I haven't watched <laughs> the show for that long. So, I mean, for all I from all I know, this could be a common hometown. You go down to the Gator Swamp and roll around in the mud. <laughs> the closest thing I saw was when Chris Souls was there for his hometown. In oh, Iowa. Arlington, yeah, in Iowa. Small uh, town. D- no, didn't they have to like drive to Cedar Rapids to go to a they drew, football game? <laughs> they went to like Waterloo. They went to a Cedar Falls football That's game, right. I believe. Which is probably an hour and a half away from yeah. actually his hometown. <laughs> there's nothing in whatever town he's from. Just like there's nothing in this town. Nothing. I was uh, soft ass Nick was probably concerned that his perfectly manicured hair and beard was going to get messed up when they started doing the ATV and. I bring that up because I have a quick aside, A.B. We haven't talked much about this. I have a beard. Yeah. Most people say, including myself, that I look better with the beard, so I keep it year-round. 
Have you ever in your life seen someone with a more dramatic increase in looks from no beard to beard than Nick Fayal? I mean, the guy is <laughs> the guy is truly hideous without a beard. <laughs> with it's a beard, scary. With one a beard, of the top he's, people I know. He's fabulous. He's fabulous with a beard. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you've ever, you might that might not be something you think about on a day to day basis, but for me, it is. That's a great point. So you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. He's a sexy, sexy man with a beard. Without, he's a dork. He's a dork. He's a <laughs> dork. All right, moving on to the grain bin. <laughs> uh, Amy, what was Raven's like? Okay, so she set up this prank. An old hoxie prank, because everybody knows how those go down. What was her? I can't even remember. What was her rationale for going on the grain bin in the first place? It made no sense to me. The grain bin is where you go in Hoxie <laughs> to tell tell your secrets. So if you have something big to talk about with someone, okay. you go up to the grain bin, uh, and and you you empty your. That's heart. where you let it spit. You, know? you empty your heart. Ab, we're from Iowa. Yeah, we see grain bins occasionally. Pay them sure. no mind. Seen grain bins. The only time, never been close to a grain bin. Don't really know how they work. I imagine they're... What is a grain bin? Is it just where grain is? I think they just keep grain in there, but are are there like blades churning? And I, I ask because the only time, <laughs> the only times I ever think of a grain bin is when I hear about someone falling into one and dying. That's the yeah, only times I think about grain bins. And basically, I think the only way you can do that is if you go up these grain bin stairs like they did and like tripping and falling <laughs> in. So I was like... I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they don't take safety seriously in hoaxy. This is my take. <laughs> what do you got on this uh, this police prank? Enjoyed it, Rim. Big big prank guy on these hometowns. I like when they do the pranks. <laughs> big fan of it. And this one hit. This one, hit this one did hit. <laughs> Nick got nervous. Nick did get nervous. I think he probably knew that it was someone in relation to Raven right away because he looked just like a fat Raven. <laughs> Her, was it her older brother or younger brother? Older to God, brother. Is her, okay. Because I was wondering maybe it might have been her dad, uh, our boy Weston. <laughs> Don't be kissing on that grain bin. I'll be watching. Okay, so you're okay that they scaled the grain bin? Is that all, <laughs> is that not against the rules? Listen, the gra- uh, the the prank was there, but the, the grain bin climbing, that's a thing. That She didn't make <laughs> yeah. that up. Wait, she didn't make that up? You've- no, I think that's what they do. In ho- in Oaks. Oh no no! I think that was just a bullshit excuse to get no, him up there. No, because earlier when she's talking to the camera, she she says to have fun in Hog City. First of all, she says Hog City, which is a, <laughs> okay. That's funny. Which is hilarious. She goes to have fun in Hog City. You go mudding. You go frog digging. I think she said frog. I swear to God, Rim. I watched it like four times back. <laughs> Only thing I could come up with was frog digging. I would like to know more about frog digging. You go mudding, you go frog digging, and you go climbing grain bins. She was talking to the audience at that point, not Nick. Climbing grain uh, bins is something they do in hoaxy. All right, if you're if you are one of our many Arkansas listeners, <laughs> you need you need to let us know if that's true or not. Because two country guys up here have no clue if that's real or not. None. What do you what do you take? What do you what do you think frog digging is? I'd have to ask my brother. He was big into frog digging, I think, when we were younger. For real. No, he wasn't into frog digging, but he was big. In, like if if he saw a frog, he'd he'd snatch it out of the air. You know how this is my brother's, and you know him. You know how he can grab flies out of the air. Have you ever seen him do that? Like snatch, like Karate Kid. 
like a like Karate Kid. This yeah. is how we know he might be on the spectrum because he can <laughs> he can snatch. He just goes like, a, and we're not talking about like hovering flies. We're talking no, about these things around. zooming around, fucking snatches them out of the sky. Uh, that's unrelated. But as a child, he used to be big into like catching frogs. I don't know what he did with them. He'd catch them and release, but. I imagine he snatched those right out of their holes, wherever the frogs live. Don't ask me, A.B. <laughs> Don't ask me this wildlife shit. I haven't watched Planet Earth 2 yet. All right, give me a break. A.B., what do you got about this uh, ATV race followed by the most disgusting makeout? I know what you're going to say. You're not, you're not a dirt guy, but the most disgusting <laughs> makeout session in the hey. muck of this town. This was probably Town Square, for all we know. Is it just me, or did the four-wheeling seem mad scary? Like they're zooming around way too fast, no. like in this wetland. What no. is what well, the fuck's going on here? The the wetland does. That's a factor that m- makes it a little more dangerous. I will say some you don't know about me. I spent most of my teenage years and early twenties zooming around in an ATV. What? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking Listen, about. Used to work at a golf course. One year they upgraded the range picker from a regular golf cart. <laughs> To a full on like $20,000 ATV. And it, I promise you, it could go 70 miles an hour. All right. I just want to be clear. It could go 70 miles an hour. And are they scary? Uh, yeah. I mean, those things go fast. Those things go very fast. I, I'll put it this way I can easily see how people die on them. Oh, yeah. I can tell that from the episode. They're zooming around on the wetlands. Too fast. Too fast. But anyway, the makeout sesh. We got to talk about that. I mean, that's that's like a send. That's like a send her home. <laughs> I don't think she wanted any part of it. I think Nick kind of, for lack of a better term, forced himself Nick upon her. <laughs> took his shirt off. I'm not certain why he took his shirt off. Shirt that wasn't right off. vibe I got from what was going on <laughs> during the day. But Nick whips his shirt off and then like places her in the in the water gently. She knowing what this water is, like kind of held her neck up. You know, like yeah. when you're trying to when you're trying to give your dog a bath, and, and they won't get uh, under the sure. water. <laughs> That's kind of what she's trying to. He's trying to force her down into the water, and she's kind of stiffening up. I kept thinking of that scene in Star Wars when they're in the trash compactor, and then there's that <laughs> yeah. there's that like slithering huge snake rolling around. Like there was something. I mean, there's snakes in there. That's where snakes are. <laughs> is where they were. Okay, so the Raven was probably trying to like. Give him some pecs when realizing, like, this is actually a nightmare. I'm a down-home country girl, but you need to get me the fuck up out of here immediately. That is that is how diseases spread, Rim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Counterpoint, that's how you build your immune system. All right? Not a term guy. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Time to meet the family. First question. A.B., Nick brought flowers and chocolates. Are chocolates a weird move? <laughs> chocolates is a is a Valentine's Day only get like when yeah. uh, what other times do you give someone chocolates? That's very weird. Not in on that move. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it this way: one of the Bachelor ABC fantasy game questions was, "What does Nick bring every mother? Mm-hmm. Flowers or flowers and chocolate? Like flowers and chocolates?" I think was the other yeah. answer. Folks, he brought it to the first hometown. He didn't bring chocolates to the rest of the hometown, so they must not have been very well received. 36-year-old 30, <laughs> man showing up with a box of Ruffles, Russell Stovers to meet the <laughs> family of the woman he might marry in like two weeks. What in the world did you bring those chocolates for? 
Not a top 10 concerning move from Nick this episode, though. <laughs> All right, AB, uh, daddy's cancer free. What a big news, big emotional moment. We got a, we got a guy we just met, the big reveal. He's cancer free. Did you buy the authenticity of this reveal? Yeah. What do you mean? AB, you're, you, you take think it's too fake? Many th- you think Raven already knew about this? You take too many things at face value. AB, if your father is battling cancer, okay, yeah. and it's question whether or not he's going to live. Yep. That is, and then he overcomes that. He beats cancer. It's a big deal. And not just, oh, I beat cancer. I fought it off this time. It's like the doctor said, I'm guaranteed to never have cancer again. It's <laughs> basically how he said it. Don't you think that news would be worth sharing? Like, why would you hold that news until the hometown dates of The Bachelor? <laughs> I feel like somebody would have got a hold of her before that so she wasn't going to sleep every night thinking her dad could die at any minute. Okay. You sold me. You sold me. All right. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> the weird thing to me about that whole situation, I didn't even think about that. I couldn't get over, they tell him, and then Nick starts like a uh, slow clap. Like no a one little, else. Like a soft, yeah. like a little golf. No one else is clapping. It was very weird. Awkward. Well, the reason you clap, every, well, I mean, everyone knows why you clap softly at night in hoaxy. Why is that? You don't want to wake the neighbors. <laughs> a little shotgun joke, a little shotgun humor for the folks out there. Thanks for listening. Maybe <laughs> uh, what a weird situation to put him in. He just he just sat down after shaking hands with the guy, and then they're gonna do this big reveal. Uh, hey, nice to meet you, Nick Raven. Uh, by the way, I don't have cancer anymore, and everyone's crying. And Nick is like, okay. I mean, this was too heavy. This was a heavy opener. This was, that's a theme for the entire episode, I feel like. It was a pretty heavy episode uh, in terms of The Bachelor, and I enjoyed it. Raven's dad didn't seem to really care that Nick was in the room. He didn't seem to care about Nick. He cancer. He didn't give a shit about this. He's he's just happy to be alive. (laughs) He can't care about this. Care about this piece of shit douchebag. All right, that was too many. You know, we spread out. We try to spread out the swears here on the roast cast. That was too many too quickly. Uh, I got a quick thing. Raven mentioned her terrible ex-boyfriend to her mother, and her mother immediately cut her off. AB, you might not have even noticed that. I didn't. My sneaky favorite part of hometowns are when the contestants, male or female, we saw this on JoJo's season, talk about their last like huge breakup with their family mm-hmm. and every single one was like soul crushingly bad breakup <laughs> and all of them were like they almost got married but then oh the, they cheated on him and all this stuff where do you what do you think raven's ex-boyfriend is in jail for <laughs> is he really in jail no, I'm just making an assumption about Arkansas, if you want to. <laughs> My birthplace, by the way, so it's like I can say it, you know. He's, he's like that person you can't talk about in this family, basically. Yep. <laughs> she goes, she's like, no, honey, no, like put her finger on her lips. <laughs> like, no, no, we don't, he, he must not be named. AB, what do you, what do you got on Nick and Raven's dad? Or first, Nick and dad sit down. They're probably only about 13 years apart in age. <laughs> What do you got, what do you got on this first big sit down? I enjoyed Raven's family altogether. One of my favorite okay. uh hometown families. Just a down to earth. They didn't they didn't dig into it too much. Uh Raven's dad seemed hmm. like a good guy. I was in on this family. 
If I were to power rank the families, yeah. which I can't believe we didn't plan on doing, but we're okay. going to. Let's hear it. If I were to power rank the families, I'll start at four. F- number four. Out of four, Raven's family. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the worst family. I like their family. The lamest family. The dad was wholly disinterested. He he said he even said to Nick's face, I expected not to like you, but you're a real likable guy. I don't know where he got that vibe. This is basically how the conversation went. This was the start of four bad conversations from Nick on Nick's end, right? He says, uh, hey, uh, congratulations on not having cancer. That's so awesome. Uh, That's so awesome. I was wondering, <laughs> so I was wondering if I were to ask your daughter to marry me, would you like, would you be, I mean... Like, is that okay? Would you be okay? Would you be okay with that? Or and that's, that's pretty much what Nick said. Cancer free dad goes, I could live with that. Now, I don't know if he was making a joke about like his life <laughs> being like up in the air, but it hit, it hit for me. It's a good joke. What do you got on Raven not telling Nick that she loves him yet? Okay. Am I the only one remembering Raven telling him she loved him a long time ago accidentally? Oh. Like four episodes. I was very confused by this the entire episode. You already told him. The Bachelor Sensei. <laughs> you already told him you love him. Who cares? What are you talking about? You're the first one. That was at the ghost plantation house. Oh, yeah. Plantation. She goes, I love you. Whoops. And then did the, oh, uh, what an accident though. He knows wow. Right AB. I got short term memory loss, so I didn't, I totally forgot about that. Glad you brought it up. AB. I don't get it. It was, she kind of made. She said that a bunch this episode. Like I gotta, I gotta tell him before the rose ceremony. Is like, no, you already told him. You were you you came in first place in the I love you category. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't blame her because you know, like all the other women left, she barely knows Nick and has no place to even consider marriage at this at the moment <laughs> at the point that these people are at independently in their relationships i mean it makes sense that you would hold off on saying that but she said something pretty telling she said i'm just worried that i might be the only one who hasn't said i love you okay well that's not a reason to tell someone you love them oh on the bachelor it is (laughs) did we did we switch roles here usually i'm the one who approaches it like the rational person and you're like oh but rim this is the bachelor though (laughs) that's when you knew raven was purely playing this like a game not for anything in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's, the other the other contestants talk about the other contestants as if they're like, oh, shit, I just remembered, like, he's dating other women. I've been so wrapped up in my love for Nick that yep. I forget that he dates other women at the same time as me. Raven was like, I haven't told him I loved him. Where does that put me in the power rankings? <laughs> Nick's <laughs> personal power rankings. That's a good point. You want to go to Dallas? Yeah, let's go to Dallas. A couple of Dallas guys here. Remember, maybe if we've ever been to a city, we become, and we don't hate the city, we become, insert city name, and then guys. So we're, <laughs> Nash- we're Nashville guys, we're Dallas guys, we're Atlanta guys, uh, Chattanooga guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick kind of surprised me a little bit. He said him and Rachel have the most explosive chemistry. Now, of all the women in the house, now, when you consider the types of things that Nick says about these women, both to their faces and to their families, that's high praise. Most (laughs) explosive is high praise. (laughs) I still can't believe they let this bachelorette thing leak. I am starting to wonder if she might 
be in the final two here, Rim. Oh, no way. No way. I don't... She's not going home this episode, or next episode. I think she has to, but I thought that I don't last think time. So. What if she won? What if she won- wins? That would... Okay, I'll put it this way. If she makes it to the final two, then you know she wins, because that would be so shocking. Nuts. But here's what I think's happening. It's a little bit of, like you said, they knew it was going to leak, so they got out in front of it. I think it had to be that. It's also a little bit of, if they would have announced it when when they did, and then she went home 15 minutes later that night, America doesn't have as good of a relationship with Rachel. Now we're seeing her at home, and we're seeing her, you know, before, like, she's going to be on at least three episodes where we know she's going to be the Bachelorette, and I think that... That screen time, like, we're we're falling in love. You and I were in love with her before, but now it's like America gets a chance to see her. She's on stage as the pre-bachelorette, and I think that can only benefit her. It's weird for it, you know, is a vasectomy on this show, this particular season, (laughs) but I think that helps her for next, for her show. Yeah. You want to go to a black megachurch? Are you interested? (laughs) Interested to hit one of of those up? My opinion, one white man's opinion, you've never been to one. I would say of all the churches, that's probably the best kind of church. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black mega church. I would 100% agree. What did you think of Nick sticking out like a sore thumb? Only white guy in there. <laughs> I mean, he was awkward as shit, Rim, which is understandable. I mean, as a white guy, there's not many situations that you go into and you're the minority if you're in America, you know? Yeah. I mean, how many times has that happened to you? Um, where it's been 99% black people. God, I don't know. Not enough for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, what do you got? I like, did you like how the pastor phrased it when he called them out for, you know, he called the two out you for ever being been in this situation before. <laughs> <He's pal>? basically, <laughs> he goes, have you ever been in this space before? Oh, this which space, wasn't yep. like, which wasn't like this room. It was like, you ever been in this, you ever been, been around, around this, this many, many black, black people, people before, Nick? <laughs> With with no lifeboats, with no white friends in here, Nick, what are you going to do? And Nick's like, well, not in this room, but. Oh. AB, after church, we find out, I'd say probably the biggest disappointment of the se- probably the biggest disappointment of the season is that Rachel's hard-ass judge of a dad will not be present for any of these. Unreal. We've been waiting for this. Yeah. Since New Orleans. Classic ABC. I mean, what else do you expect? <laughs> These little tees. Just dangle it out there for us uh, and then snatch it away at the last minute. I did a little bit of research on this guy. Apparently, he's had some controversial decisions, Uh some very unpopular decisions. Now, if you're a federal judge, there's going to be people out there who are mad at something you did. Absolutely. So maybe I was just reading that the wrong website. Maybe it was a good... (laughs) I find it hard to believe that he couldn't make time for this, so I'm wondering if he just wanted to stay out of the spotlight. The best part about that is just looking at Nick and seeing all the weight come off his shoulders <laughs> when <laughs> just he 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 let a huge sigh out like oh He's like, Oh I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you are not disappointed, let me tell you that. You would rather not meet him until no. wedding day. That's a fact. And maybe later. Man, I can't imagine this guy's forearms. He would put Nick in a locker to die. <laughs> Guy dodged a bullet here. Big bullet. <laughs> Big time bullet. All right, let's meet this family. 
Nick is very nervous to meet this family. You could say he's more nervous than he was with the other families. Absolutely. Well, for one, did you see what he was? I I kind of started to take note of what he was wearing throughout the oh, throughout the episode. Yeah. So I have down what he wore on all of them, and basically the so the Raven, the Vanessa, and the Corinne dates. He's wearing like his usual shirts. mad cool yeah. casual swagged out killer outfits you know uh they're they're fine i mean they're fine they're good outfits especially corinne the one that corinne bought him that's a dope outfit oh we'll get to that then we come to to rachel's family and he's wearing like this dorky button-up just a regular button-up and and, sl- and like khaki slacks like, no, he had a sport coat on too. He had a jacket was, on. That was to the church. He wore the sport coat to the church, and then he took oh. it off for the actual family. It was he was just wearing okay. a blue button up. Well, we're in the house with the family. Uh, a lot of motherfuckers in the mix here. Ab, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people including a white person. <laughs> oh, including, white person. Whoa, here. <laughs> talk about more relief just melting away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Didn't expect Ra- to see you here. Whoa. And like he's an ugly white person too. So automatically like Nick's up like he's the top white guy in this top white guy. Black family now, and that's good. Something's gotta something good's gotta come from that. <laughs> Rachel hit us with the line of the night, A B, which is something I think we can all apply in one way or another. You're not in your head. I think we'd all apply this logic to our own lives. In this family, you don't need to have a black skin. You need to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those are the type of quotes we're getting all season long next next yeah. season. Can't yeah. wait. That's my next note. She's going to be an outstanding bachelorette. Outstanding. <laughs> Nick hasn't said anything that good in three full or four full seasons of taping at this point. I believe that. And if he did, nobody heard it because he mumbled it. <laughs> you got anything on this interaction with her, with Rachel's sister and her husband? Uh, what's the what's that brother-in-law? What is he doing? What's his deal, Rim? What's his deal? Yeah, what's I don't that know. Guys, number first off, first off, know your role, and you're not invited to this conversation. Actually, <laughs> like that's not protocol. The he brother-in-law the doesn't get to sit down and have like who gives a shit what you think as the brother-in-law? <laughs> what are you doing? Listen, AB, it's because he's white. Period. That's that's what they wanted to get those four into the room together. Yeah. That's, that's it. What about how he tried to make it into like a sitcom ad- audition yeah. for him? He overreached quite a bit. <laughs> this guy wasn't funny at all. He ran He ran the show. Um, how about the mom? The mom, the, the old lady, no husband there. She's, she's really, truly running the ship. <laughs> oh, for two on parent interactions from Nick. Rachel's mom asked him, do you have any red flags about Rachel? He provides no red flags. That's kind of a warning sign for a mom. Like, okay, you don't really know her if you don't know enough about her to have something you dislike. Any quirks or anything? Yeah, come on. Yeah. What annoys you about her? I got stuff that annoys you about me and vice versa, AB. It's because we know each other. Uh, There's people I don't know as well. I got nothing bad to say about them. The more you get to know somebody, you got to know these little little things that bother you. Absolutely. How do you think Nick did with... All of the questions about the interracial dating elephant in the room that hadn't been touched on this season. I think he did actually pretty well. Do you? I do. I mean, he was uh, 
deferential in his answers, I think. I don't think he tried to lecture anybody or be something that he was not. I think given the how low my bar is for this guy on everything in general, I think he I think he exceeded. What do you what do you think? I thought he did pretty good. But more so I was happy they touched on this topic. Yes. Made me feel good, feel a little better about watching The Bachelor cuz it maybe this changed some people's minds out there, you know. Oh. It was a good topic to bring up. You don't hear a lot of it on TV. Uh, and I'm sure it, it shed some light into some people's lives that, you know, of situations that they don't really think about that much. You really don't hear a lot about, you don't hear a lot about how this kind of thing is talked about on yeah, TV. And still is kind of not, it's not the norm and not accepted by everyone in the, no. you know, in America. You get looks, especially if they move down to Texas. They're going to get some looks. They're going to get some looks. Though I'm glad that it was openly discussed, and your reasoning being that ABC and The Bachelor have avoided stuff like this for the mm-hmm. entirety of the show's existence, did you think that it went a little too, it was a little too much? It seemed after, while he was in this house, that was the topic of discussion. It's all they talk with about. With everyone. Yeah. yeah. It, was a little, it was a little much for me. I think, I think the family wanted more from his answer and wanted to know that he had thought about it more, and I don't think that he gave him enough. So they continued to harp on it. Like, hey, okay, if you move down to Dallas, like, have you thought about this? <laughs> and how this, you know, you're going to, everyone's not going to agree with your relationship with our daughter. Have you thought about this and how you're going to deal with it and how are you going to protect her from that? And he didn't give them much, which it's, I mean, it's a it's a tough situation for him to be in as well. He should have expected it. Yeah. They were basically like, uh, you're going to have to get some tinted windows, bud. All right? <laughs> <laughs> sure you tint them shits 5%. Shout out to uh, Slim Thug. Uh, AB, last, last thing I have on this is Rachel's mom talking with Rachel. Now, Rachel's mom struck me as someone who's like, I don't buy into all this bullshit. Like, you don't need to be with him. Saying that in so many words to her daughter on camera. What was weird to me is... Rachel's mom brought up why she fell in love with Rachel's dad for these reasons. He knew where he was, where he was going in life, and he was very self-assured. Rachel took that as a comparison of Nick to Mr. Lindsay, but that's not, that's not what she said. <laughs> she, she was just saying those things. In my eyes, she was saying them like, Nick isn't that. Like if anyone, if anyone is lost in their life, it's the guy who's on The Bachelor for the fourth time at thirty six. At thirty six, that guy doesn't have direction. <laughs> Elephant in the room that hasn't been talked about this season. Nick doesn't have a job to go back to. After no, this. no. <laughs> Side note, he doesn't. He's got and no. None of these prospects. girls seem to know that. Like what? No. We can talk about that a little later because it get yeah, other it dates up. get into it more, but. No one seems to know what Nick's plans are after The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, man. At least of all him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got no clue. That's why it's so stunning to me that, well, I don't want to, I've heard that whoever he picks, he does not end up with. I've heard that. I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, Nick, you got to lock a breadwinner down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be out here playing these games. What, yeah, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Every other bachelor that I've seen goes back to like a thriving career. And exactly. He's been on the show for three years. He's got to hope that 
he can turn this into a more reality television. That's all he's got. Better not shave his beard if that's the case. <laughs> all right, anything else on Rachel's hometown? I don't think so. It was fine. I mean, it was, it, in terms of, like, excitement, it was fine. I I like the topics of discussion. Absolutely. She is, she is great. She is, She's great. She, she is great. She's going to blow JoJo out of the water for Bachelorette. Oh, blow yeah. her out of the water. Oh, yeah. Oof. All right, Corinne hometown. Um, FYI, I didn't know where Corinne was from, flat out. I didn't know. Apparently, they live in Miami. I had no yeah. idea. AB, Corinne wanted to take Nick to a place where she feels very at home. Um, where was that? Some sort of uh, designer shopping mall. That's <laughs> designer. <laughs> only, we don't know the brands. Only super designer brands that I've never heard of. It appears to be some sort of indoor mall with palm trees inside. That's how you, <laughs> that's how you know it's... I mean... You have days, maybe weeks, maybe even months to figure out what you're going to do in your hometown to try and convince Nick that he should pick you to be his wife. And Corinne takes him to the fucking mall, AB. Yep. She takes him shopping. <laughs> okay. It's what she loves the most, Rim. Even even for Corinne, I, was, I could not. It, this was surprising to she me. She was in her element, though. She started giving those pro shop Corinne pro shopping tips. <laughs> I mean, uh, now I don't know about you. I feel like you're not a big shopping guy. You no, probably get dragged. It. To, you probably get dragged to Target every three days. I shop a ton, but I dislike <laughs> it a lot. The personal red flag for me: if uh, the girl I'm with rolls up to like the Givenchy store. or any store really but big name brand stores and she greets the people at the cash register like oh my god good how are you like christmas card exchanges that's a that's a that's money flying out of your flying out of your wallet right there so it's a red flag that's that's a no-go i mean you compare it to raven i mean you can you can spoil raven on thirty dollars for a meal (laughs) $30 will spoil Raven. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, so quick, just a quick reset before we get into the family. Nick likes Corinne's body and Corinne loves shopping. So yeah, I you mean, I see it. no reason. I see no reason why they shouldn't get married. <laughs> and she's like 14 years younger than him. So what a couple! What a couple! It works. Ab, I'm I'm wearing a I'm wearing a re- I'm wearing a regular gray sweatshirt. I see okay, that. You can see it. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? Pretty pretty fire, right? Like pretty, yeah, it's a good sweatshirt. It's a good sweatshirt. I legit get compliments on it. All yeah. right. Uh, twenty dollars from Shields. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you notice any difference between this sweatshirt and the one that? Corinne paid six hundred dollars for that Nick wore. Six hundred dollars. 
Have you ever heard? You ever, he said eight hundred dollars sweatpants too. <laughs> he said, I'm putting on eight hundred dollars sweatpants and six hundred dollars sweatshirt, and it looked like something you could could buy at Shields, a sporting goods store. Yeah, a six hundred dollars sweatshirt. I I can I can fathom that. Okay, like I I the fabrics and all that, and Kanye makes them look cool and all yeah. that. I can that is within the realm of possibility. $800 sweatpants? Sweatpants are casual wear. Where are you going to wear those Where's sweatpants? Those are to wear at the house. Sweatpants are house only or if you're go- going to a rec basketball game. No, all those that being the- said, those sweatpants, when he came out with them on, those were, cr- <laughs> those were dope. They were crucial. I would, they, I were would, crucial. they were almost worth it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we should get into the luxury leisure wear game. <laughs> athleisure. Maybe the $600 athleisure jumpsuit bros. Uh, I like how just now it's it's just now coming to light that Corinne has expensive tastes. Like he's just now realizing like, whoa, she whoa. likes expensive things. Whoa. Like what did you expect? <laughs> what do you got on this I love you sequence at the mall? Like a fucking teenager. Like you don't want to teenage... talk about how much her bill was that she paid? Ah, no. Three, four Gs. $3,423 purchase? <laughs> what, did the, what did the cash register guy say? He's like, oh, but this is such a statement outfit. And then Kring goes, it's a statement outfit. Like, you gotta <laughs> get it. <laughs> no, it's cl- this is so, such a classic look. Classic look. Yeah. $3,000. I think it was just for four items. It was like for sweatshirt, his, sweatpants. For his clothes. Oh, Think Ooh. about that gift. If someone got you that, first of all, she just won the show. No, because he he can't support her. He can't support he her taste. He he doesn't need to support her. That's true. God, I keep I keep you keep taking me back to the shallowest part of his brain. Yeah, and that's it. Like if if we're looking at this from a strictly logistical standpoint, Nick moving to Miami and marrying a girl who can pay for his existence i mean that's the choice no matter how horrible she is as a person it's got to be her i don't even think i i started to turn around on corinne i haven't been i haven't hated her as much as everyone else but i actually started to like her i'm fine with her she's spoiled yeah she was in her element and i mean i can't promise you if i was a multi-millionaire i wouldn't be buying six thousand dollar outfits at the gucci store and shit like that i can't promise that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nature nature versus nurture ab uh okay i i she showed that she had a little bit of a heart this episode like she's yeah. a real person okay anyway the i love you sequence in the food court at the mall literally the food court at the mall ab yep. what do you got on this a ball and mall though it's not your okay. normal not your normal mall kind of a romantic mall would you say romantic mall okay all right it's a good move <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was, i thought it was nice it, she seemed it was, it, she seemed genuine with the "I love you." Mm. I like these. It. "I love you." These "I love you" setups seem really more forced than usual. Like the girls seem like they're in agony saying this to him, and some of them back out at the last second and don't say. I it didn't at all. get that from her. I th- I felt she was genuinely nervous. I feel like you have a thing for Corinne. I feel like you have a thing. Corinne. I, Is that what I'm I hearing? Like, she's my favorite person on here remaining, besides <laughs> Rachel, obviously. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. What was odd is Corinne seems to be the only contestant who realizes that he can't say anything back. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else everyone else is like, he didn't say it back. I'm like, have you ever fu- I mean. Yeah. Watch the show? You ever watch the show? 
Corinne has dropped the whole uh the whipped cream Corinne. Whipped cream Corinne is gone now. Yeah, she's dropped the evil uh villain Corinne and now she's fine. She's not she's not She's horrible. fine. She's not horrible. She's still like 23 or 24. She's way too young for him. She is super spoiled, but I mean, she's not she didn't seem like a bad <laughs> But other than that anymore. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, side note: People forget this was her first one-on-one. People do forget that. I did. <laughs> I know you. I, know you did. <laughs> I forgot that until you just said that. This is first, first one-on-one. one-on-one. Good call. The way you describe their conversations uh, during group dates and at the house and all that, they probably haven't had that much time together, right? First one-on-one, and she said she loved him. So mm-hmm. you're buying the authenticity of that. <laughs> Listen, I wrote down. I th- I think she's got a real shot here. I really do. This is the first time I've really believed that she has a shot to win. I've always thought she's going to be make it far, but I think she has a chance to win at this point. I agree. And it's because of Corinne's family, starting with Jim Olympios, Corinne's dad, the legend. AB, AB, the guy's the best. He looks like Don Vito <laughs> from the Bam Margera show. Rest in peace, Don Vito, by yeah. the way. Uh, funniest, I'd say the funniest inadvertent TV character in history. Just, he was just who he was. So I agree. Rest, rest in peace. Moment of silence for Don Vito. Okay. Uh, finally, AB, finally, we meet the most intriguing character on the show. Raquel. Raquel. Cooking up fire. I just took Raquel as part of the family rim. Uh, they kind of used her as a negative... You're not gonna like this. I'm spinning I'm everything Corinne's favor this <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. I'm pro Corinne now. I'm sorry you're, to the listeners that don't like her. Quit hating. Your AB's pro pro indentured servitude. <laughs> clearly set out to make Corinne the villain. It was a brilliant move because she was the only. She had great cutscenes and all that, but even the nanny thing isn't doesn't seem as bad as it once did. Like. They're ma- now they're talking about how she's part of the family. She's sitting at the dinner table to eat. It doesn't. Uh, that was a put on. They put that on. She did, she's usually <laughs> at a side table. Maybe <laughs> Cor- Corinne is the Corinne is the one that's called her a nanny and then questioned. I'm not saying that she's not a nanny, but she's more of like, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey on Fresh Prince of Belair <laughs> than she is like a slave, which is what they made her to seem out to be at the start of this show. Like, she's a part of the family. Okay. The Jeffrey comparison is A1, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just on the same page as that. Uh, are you at all concerned with the fact that she doesn't seem very proficient with speaking English, even though she's worked for the Olympios family for 17 years? Does that concern you at all? Nope. Brush that aside. Uh, does it concern you that she only she only seems to understand commands and doesn't really understand conversational English? Just commands. Do this, Raquel. Do that. Okay. If you want to brush that aside. <laughs> Corinne mentioned at some point, I don't know when, but she said that my parents got a little iffy about my last boyfriend. Now, do you think she's talking about 2 chains or Juicy J? <laughs> <laughs> uh, joke. <laughs> a little joke. She was, she's in a two chains video, folks, like seven years ago. A little joke for the insiders. A little bachelor inside knowledge. For all my Corinne hate, I did think in the middle of this episode, like, if I was that dad, this is my worst fucking nightmare for this 36 year old to come 
to be brought home by my 24-year-old daughter. That's my worst nightmare. With no job. With no job and three other boyfriends. That's my worst. I mean, what, girlfriends. what stops you from beating, his, bashing his head against the table? I was stunned by how kind of well-received Nick was by this man who knows Nick can't support his daughter's lifestyle. He it seemed that. like it was going to be way worse than it was. Like, before he got there, they're doing a scene with the dad, and he's talking about how Nick's on strike five. Oh, what? I didn't see that part. You didn't see that? He's like, he's 36, so that's like four strikes right there. <laughs> four <laughs> strikes. That's what, he, that's what he said to start, but then it was all fine when he got in there. It was kind of weirdly fine. Nick and his dad hit it off, I think. They hit it off. They both they really... enjoy nice scotch. They do. They do. Don Vito did start that combo off with a joke about the scotch glasses, yep. which Nick is apparently a scotch guy, allegedly. If you don't know, now I've, seen, I've never seen or heard of those glasses in my life, but I got to <laughs> think that if you're a scotch guy, you know where the thumb goes on the special thumb scotch glasses. Just my take again. That's a scotch guy. <laughs> he said, if she's happy, I'm happy. It was almost... So surprising that I didn't buy it, A.B. I mean, he knows. Listen, if you raise your daughter and she's spoiled and you know she's spoiled and you acknowledge it, you can't let her marry a guy with no job. A.B. shrugs his shoulders. Listen, (laughs) Mr. Spin Zone. Okay, anything else you got on the the Nick-Dad interaction? I mean, they just... Nick asked Don Vito if he could marry Corinne, which is nice of him to do. Jordan. <laughs> they have 15-year-old scotch, and it seems like a life that Nick could get really used to. I feel like they got along well. I feel, and I wrote at the end of this hometown date, I feel like Corinne has a shot now. Like you said, I think she has a shot. What do you think of Corinne's mom? Forgettable. Don't even remember. Her name was Perry. That was weird, but that's it. <laughs> oh, no, she did say something that was very funny, I'll say. Corinne was basically telling her mom that she loved Nick, and then her instant response was, well, yeah, but this is fantasy. Like, she didn't seem to understand that. Yeah, it's a reality TV show, but, like, the human beings are real. It's not scripted. (laughs) This this isn't a, like, a a lot of people think it's a lot fake on the back, but it's, your daughter is on it. This is yeah. Isn't, She's not like, pretending to be on it. Completely fake. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Even if, if she gets picked, something will probably have to happen. Like they'll have to either get married or they'll have a, a terrible breakup, a real breakup. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, she said it so dismissively. It reminded yeah. me of something my mom would say. Well, like yeah, but it's not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like if I were the bachelor and then I brought like four girls over or whatever. Uh, however many they introduce their yeah. parents, two or three, she'd be like, oh, okay, this is nice, but I mean, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, though. And I'm like, no, seriously. <laughs> right after Corinne tells her that she loves him, too. I don't know if it was her mom or her dad was like, are you sure? And then Corinne's justification for being in love was, well, we've been dating for a month and a half. It was the dad. And then he goes, yeah, that's only six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's only six weeks? And there's like a dozen, an average of a dozen other women <laughs> with him at that time. So not worth a lot. Okay, Vanessa hometown, Montreal. AB, uh, we meet Vanessa's students. Right off the bat, she's got a head. She's got a leg up on everyone else yeah. in terms of hometown. Gave me, gave me all sorts of feelings, Rim. I think I cried. This episode, this episode altogether, I thought was 
was very well done. It made me forget about the rest of the trash of this season. And, yeah. you know, I remembered why I love this show to begin with. That's good. That fills my heart. Uh, hey, have you ever seen love from students to a teacher quite like this? I mean, they broke down as if they were theftses of the fucking Pope walked through the door. It was crazy. Crazy. Do you feel a little bad about the smear campaign me and you put on her last week? Because I did. That's my next bullet point. I said, <laughs> I, I take back everything I said. I about felt really bad. Everything. I felt really bad. <laughs> really bad. She goes to that school and teaches adult learners with learning disabilities every day of her life. And last week, we acted like she was a wannabe Tara we Reed. fucking drug her <laughs> through the mud. And we Not should okay. be ashamed of that. Not okay. You did it more than me. I wanted to believe. <laughs> you're the one who fucking brought the whole thing up. Hey, listen, I didn't I even know about, about it. it. Yeah, I mean, once I you brought it, it up, I, <laughs> I really pushed her face down in the mud. Uh, just keep in mind, I, I, I tried to keep this in mind last time around. She was basically an extra in like one scene. So don't, don't again. I felt bad about that. I, I feel really terrible. I feel awful about that. <laughs> She's great. Oh, she's great. And so, you know who else is great? The old dude in the corner, sitting at the corner of the table. That guy was great, giving, yep. <laughs> giving Nick a little shit, letting him know that he's got one eye on this scrapbook and the other on you, Nick. <laughs> so don't don't you dare disrespect Vanessa because he will come after you. <laughs> you want to meet the family? Let's do it. Vanessa seems to be extremely nervous about Nick meeting everyone. And for good reason. Maybe there are a fuck ton of people of every living generation. <laughs> Opinionated people. Opinionated. Um, they all have accents, okay? And now, I assumed, since we're in Montreal, that they're French. I even wrote that they were a French-ass family. <laughs> but towards the end of the episode, Vanessa mentioned something about being Italian. It, was I just way off, or is she both? Could she be both? Her dad kind of looks Italian. I don't get it. I I mean, Corinne made fun of her for being Italian last week. Remember the whole pasta? Grimaldi's her last name, Rim. Come on. That's a very Italian name. Yeah. She, I mean, she's got an Italian family, but she, I don't, she I think her mom French. I think her mom's side is French and her dad's side is Italian. Her, her dad had a little more olive look to him. Mm -hmm. Is that okay to say? Is no. offensive in Italian? That was olive. The guy looked olive. All right. This is in, where... It really hit home for, for me that none of these people know what the plan is with Nick. And we're getting very sc scarily close. <laughs> it's, it's getting scary how close we are to the end of this season and how little they know about Nick. Nobody knows what he does. Nobody knows oh, man. where they're going to go if he picks them. Vanessa, in particular, knows nothing about the guy. Yeah, that disappointed me that I think it was one of her sisters asked. Now, it's one thing to not know if they'll move to Montreal or if they'll move somewhere else. Sure. It's one thing to not know. Well, I don't even, where is Nick from? Oh, Milwaukee. Sorry. Milwaukee, but he lives in Denver. I th no, where does he live? Wherever the wherever the work is. <laughs> wherever they're recording. Yeah. It'd be, it's, not, um, it's one thing to not know if you're going to move to Montreal or not. It's quite another when... Vanessa's sister asks her, what's, what's the plan? 
<laughs> like flat out, what's the plan? And she just shrugs. She doesn't. She doesn't know what the plan is. And Nick answers, "We don't talk about that." Oh. Mm, okay. Oh. So what do you talk about? Then? Would it? I mean, wouldn't that be? Isn't that one of the first things you should be talking about? Yeah. Uh, I'd agree. What do you want to do after this, Nick? It wasn't even that. It wasn't even what, where, or where you're going to move. It, it wasn't even digging that deep. They they did later in the episode, but to start with, they just asked, "What is Nick going to do after this season <laughs> of The Bachelor is over?" Yep. What in like is six he, weeks? Does he have a job? And nobody could answer that. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, hey, let's talk about uh, Vanessa's mom. Just so we make, just I want to make it clear that Nick is O for four on mother or parent discussions. This was the most cringeworthy. This was the worst opinion. one. This was this was mm-hmm. this was the worst. This, I don't even want to say this. She asked Nick, okay, the man dating her daughter, with with a better than twenty five percent chance of engagement, what he loves about Vanessa or something to that effect. Yep. Well, I mean, when she got out of the limo, it was just like, oh, man. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine saying that? That's slap worthy. Right across your fucking face, Nick. She she almost, I think she almost, she wanted to slap him. She was like, okay. She's like, cut him off. She put her hands up. She's like, I'm not talking about looks. <laughs> Nick, like somebody had <laughs> Why to be like, Nick. Why God's name would I be talking about looks, Nick? Hey, how hot do you think my daughter is? Pretty hot, right? <laughs> Let me know. What do you think when she got out of the limo? What a whiff. With oh for four, and then oh, and we got a divorce parent situation here, and yep. he missed it with the dad too. We got over five, five strikeouts, golden sombrero. All right, <laughs> uh, what, what do you got on her siblings? Vanessa's sister comes with the real talk to both of them, and neither of them could come up with a with a reasonable answer to any of her questions. It had to be it had to be very disheartening for everyone in the family. <laughs> To say the least. <laughs> Very disheartening. The, the mom is not in on this at all. Why would she be? The brother cried. Yep. And, and this is where I put these French people have no toughness. <laughs> they don't. They're crying their eyes out. Of, I don't want you to get hurt again. Uh, well, they're Italian. So that answers that. Maybe be a little less uh, judgmental. But anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd give that a failed. On Nick's part, that was a failure of a of a family visit. Nothing good came of that. Nothing good. No, nothing good. You want to meet Vanessa's dad, French Don Vito? Just like kind of older weight, middle-aged men. I call him Don Vito. Awkward, awkward instant wine. It was post-dinner, so it was instant wine situation with dad and his wife. Vanessa describes their relationship by rattling off the places they've been. Not yep. a great move on her part. When Vanessa's stepmom then is like, so it's like a, a big vacation then. This is a joke. <laughs> she goes, eh, not quite. Um, Actually, that's exactly what this relationship has been. <laughs> okay. You haven't experienced one moment of real life with Nick. And when you do, it will be terrible. Can we agree? Vanessa at one point said she has the same relationship with her mom and her dad. She has a much better relationship with her mom's side of the family. Can we agree on that? <laughs> it's not even like this, there's this obvious A and B divorce family situation. The mom's the A side. B's the side she doesn't want to be at. 
Yep. Well, she kept the house, too. I mean, that's definitely, like, the house they grew up in. Oh, and yeah. then oh, the yeah. dad's, like, at a condo, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you got with Vanessa's dad sitting down with Nick? I mean, talk about another blown interaction. Probably, I got to imagine this is one of the most awkward interactions you've seen on this show. This was. Yeah, very awkward. Nick just didn't... He did not handle the asking them for their daughter's hand in marriage well. Just didn't do it well. In general, you mean, for any of them? This one in particular. I think when you're doing this, you because you obviously at this point don't know, and they and you have to explain that to them. And I think he did a good job the first, when he's talking to Raven's dad, where he says, if your daughter and I decide that at the end of this, we want to get engaged. Is that going to be okay with you? And you got to put it mm-hmm. that way more so than actually asking like he did with her, with Vanessa's dad. He he kind of switched up what he was, his question. He changed the wording slightly, changed but it made the a huge wording difference. Just slightly where it was more like a real life situation where you, you know, like how I would ask my wife's dad, you know, when I had to ask him. Shout out to you for doing that. Not yeah. everybody does that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, he. I think he's. I think the word blessing was used, and yeah. that is where you're like, mm, he's not going to give you his blessing no. per se. He might be okay with it, but he's not going to bless. Yeah, a twenty five percent chance of it happening. <laughs> he says, "I just can't give you my blessing just like this." Like, what do you mean? He's like, "I just <laughs> fucking met you." I think I'm pretty sure he said. I'm pretty sure they bleeped out an F word. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Vanessa's dad then asks, uh, d- "Did you ask this to everyone?" Oh, oh. Nick says, "In a way, yes." Oh, God. he blew this. He blew this so hard. <laughs> in a way, yes. What do you mean? In a way, like he he was treating him like an adolescent who came, who missed curfew and come, came <laughs> up smelling like alcohol. He's like, "Do you drink alcohol or not?" He's like, "Well, uh, you know, in a way." What do you mean? Yes or no? Do you drink alcohol? Fucking smack. <laughs> Yeah, well, but AB, he gave him his blessing anyway. I'm not sure why. What was that? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how this turned, <laughs> but somehow Nick got the blessing. What did Nick say that was like, oh, okay, I'll give you my blessing in those like two minutes? Nothing. He tried to skirt around the questions, <laughs> didn't really give him any answers, and then for some reason her dad weaked out and gave the blessing. The guy, I have weaked out also, and I also have a weak ass. Uh, oh, Vanessa talks to her dad after this, where, whereupon her, her father reveals that Nick also asked the other... Well, first he says, he did ask for my blessing. Vanessa's all excited. Then he says, but he asked everybody else to. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa's crestfallen. Here we are again with Vanessa, sharp, 29 years old, gets it on top of her stuff, familiar with the show. Still doesn't seem to understand how it works. Of course, he asked everybody else. Of course. She seemed to think that this show was over, that she has this thing won. And I'm not sure why she thinks that. Because she doesn't even have that strong of a relationship, if we're being honest. None of them do. No, two hours earlier, they it came to light that they didn't know where they were going to do after in like yeah. three weeks. So I don't know why she thought she was a shoe in. <laughs> yeah. She said, if he's not sure at this point, 
it makes me want to reevaluate where we're at in this relationship. What are you talking Newsflash, about? Newsflash. He's not sure. That's why there are three other people left. That's yeah, how you this gotta works. Remember, Nick is Mr. Ho- Mr. Fucking uh, Fantasy Suite. King <laughs> Fantasy Suite. He's not deciding anything till after them fantasy suites go down. <laughs> Better believe that. Uh, okay. That reminds me of a quote from the very beginning of the episode. He said something along the lines of, you know, I don't regret anything. Like talking about his whole experience on these shows. He said, I don't regret anything. Uh, you know, uh, uh, do I wish Andy sent me home before hometowns? No, of course you don't. You scum, sleaze, <laughs> slime ball, scum, fuck, gross. <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you're not glad that uh, oh. You forget how sleazy. This was the least Don't sleazy Don't Nick episode it. yet, and a lot of it probably is because he was he had to stay sober for most of it. <laughs> yes, good great remember, point. He was the guy sober. was sober in fighting off alcoholism withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of the so. I didn't even think yeah. of the so. I'm bad at judging whether or not people on TV are drunk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unless unless it's like a storyline. You, every episode, you're like, man, Rim, Nick was hammered this episode. I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even notice. I was sober this like, time. That's why he was kind of more reserved. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> blow it quite as much, and he wasn't as much of a drunk sleazeball that he normally that's, is. Listen, that's so, that's all true. Those are facts. <laughs> Sobriety got Nick through this episode in one piece. Really did. Um, all right, well, that's it for Vanessa's. Uh, she, she ended it with, you know, she's terrified. I'm terrified of not ending up with Nick, and I'm scared I'm going to regret all this. Let's get one thing straight right now. You're definitely going to regret this, especially <laughs> now that we know you're not the next Bachelorette. Yep. Like, that's a fact. There's you no regret situation this. for you at this point, Vanessa, because she's not going to be a Bachelor in Paradise girl. No, no. I would no. be, you want to talk about crestfallen. Yeah. I would die of a broken heart if she went on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Do you understand that? All right, AB, uh, that's it for hometowns. They go to Brooklyn for some reason. Shout out to your boy who heard it from a uh, loyal listener, Alyssa. Andy Dorfman, surprise. Called it. She called that? I Well, I kind of called that too. I called it. You didn't think that was it. You said it no, was Liz? You said it was Liz or somebody else? No, I said it was Liz or one of oh, the it was two. was her sister. No, he said it was Liz or her sisters. Listen, play the tapes. It, I, I said it play was, the tapes. I said it was Liz. I thought I said I thought it looked like Liz, but it. I thought it might be Andy or Caitlin, or her sister. Right, you I spray, said you those can, four. You kind of sprayed out. You sprayed out a lot of answers there. A lot That's of like answers. All the but one of them was right. <laughs> and I just and I get some credit for that. All right, that's fair. Uh, what do you think is going to go down here? There was a, there was an Instagram pic with the two, like, kind of joking around, having a fun time. What I mean, what is she going to say to this guy? I don't know her, so. I mean, she wrote a tell-all book about him. Just about him? Him and Josh. About the two, about, well, it was about her whole Bachelor thing, and, and a huge portion of it was about him, and it wasn't good stuff about him. Do you own the book by chance? Can I check no. this book out from the AB library? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something I should own, though. <laughs> AB's bachelor, former bachelor contestant, author library. Yeah. Okay. But she is that single That doesn't answer now. my question, though. I don't think oh, there's... she's a... not with this Josh guy. Yeah, she was. She picked Josh over Nick, but then Josh and, and her broke up, and then wrote and then she wrote a tell-all book, all book about Nick and Josh. That's how you get that money. Nick's going to have to figure out how to read and write so we can put one of those together. 
I don't know what this is about other than the producers probably paid her to come on and spark up some drama. I think that's got to be it because if Andy Dorfman isn't coming on in the next step, I mean, I can I can imagine viewer interest waning, casual viewer interest, of which we are not and neither are our listeners. Shout out to y'all. But casual viewers, people who skip in and out of some seasons, you know Rachel's an ex-bachelorette. You hate Nick. You don't, you know care if he ends up with Corinne. Maybe you know a spoiler. I mean, whatever the case, there's a lot of reasons why someone would stop watching at this point. Absolutely. So I feel like that's the you got a tune in moment and nothing's, again, nothing's going to come of it. No, absolutely. Don't fall for this, Rim. Don't fall Don't, for it. I won't. I won't. It's a trap. All right. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got any off-screen buzz this week? Off-screen buzz. No, I had a, I had some Hoxie uh, stats <laughs> for you if you'd like some of them. I would... I would love some Hoxie stats, please. <laughs> AB's Hoxie minute. Number one, Rim. Total people in that town. Well, let me guess. Take a I'm guess. Go with yeah. th- 1,300. 1,300. That's too low. 2,710. Okay. In Not the bad. town of Hoxie. I did some, I did some searching, uh, some real estate searching. See what the, cool. you know, what the houses are like. The house market is up there. Why not? You could build a mansion there for not 45,000 maybe I don't know okay well that's because you're gonna have to do it on a swamp like the foundation is gonna <laughs> that's collapse how I found in the market years. was 80,000 and it was and it was big and nice what 80,000 there was also a, like a very livable house for 40,000 <laughs> damn damn yep. all right Hoxie is also known, Rim, for... That's unbelievable, by the way. Those, those home those prices, prices as a former are real estate agent staggering. We're talking about good square footage, Rim. <laughs> New interior design. Okay. Full acreage. <laughs> Appliances included. Like It made me think about like what am I doing <laughs> living yeah. in a city when I could be down in Hoxie living like a <laughs> oil fucking... <laughs> like a baron. Big oil man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? All right. All right, what's the other thing? Uh Hoxie was known for um one of the first places to to desegregate their schools. Oh. But the people oh, of Hoxie uh-oh. threw a fit. <laughs> so it had to go even it had to go to like court. It was one of the first places that also had to do that. So Oh. Just nice. a little something All about right. the population of Hoxie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, I'm sure Raven's boyfriend's a fine guy. Um, <laughs> oh, boyfriend. Well, in that case, AB, thank you for that off-screen Hoxie update, the Hoxie Minute. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Rosecast. It's Tuesday. I hope this comes out on Wednesday. I can't guarantee it'll be ready in the morning. So if you've made it this far and you're pissed, last week it came out on Thursday because I fell asleep editing. All right? You want me to say it? I passed out. All right? Give me a break. If it's the if it's Thursday and you're listening to this and you're mad, you can send me a direct message at RoseCastCS on Twitter and let it let it be known. Just know that I'll, you know I apologize. Um, but if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. If you have an extra minute of your day, I need you to do us a huge favor and search in the hit the bottom right magnifying glass in iTunes on your phone. Search for the Rosecast, tap the icon in the bottom, hit reviews in the middle, hit write a review, leave a five-star review, 
and uh, you'll be entered to win a prize. I don't know what the prize is, and I don't know how we'll contact you if you win, and we don't know your real names most of the time. <laughs> but you'll be entered to win a prize, something like that. Anyway, thank you for doing it. Once again, my name is Rim. I may be. And I may be. There you go. <laughs> Chemistry. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.